Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome. You're listening to the Golf Under Par podcast. As the title suggests, on the Gov, we talk about all things relating to golf performance, so you can golf under par. While listening, you'll hear discussion on all facets of golf, physical, mental, and whatever else will make you a better golfer. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy McCullough. I'm a golfer myself, as well as a physical therapist and strength coach. Let's take this journey together to golf under par. Thank you for listening. Now let's dive in. Okay, off-season training. That's what we're talking about. So, we're talking about the mobility, power, and strength. Three, three things that we need in, for a golf swing, for our training program, in order to make the improvements that we're looking for. Okay, so mobility. TPI has established a great screen for all the different movements of every single body part that we need to focus on that is involved in the swing. And a couple of the main points that we're going to talk about today is you should got the shoulder, you got the upper back or the thoracic spine, and you got the hips. Those three things are usually what most people are looking to, to improve and get better at, to get, improve their range in those positions so that they can get the, the club up, that they can get that little bit more turn out of the hips and in the shoulders uh, in order to get a better swing. Uh, more powerful swing, get a little bit more of that stretch between the shoulders and the hips as they're going into the downswing and the impact, which is what creates a lot of that power and speed. All right, so for the shoulder, we need to assess, are we able to rotate it up? So if I turn sideways, are we able to turn that hand up and get it past, basically past the line of the body and the head? Okay, because that's when you get, when you're going into that backswing, you get that turn of that shoulder. Okay, so we have to be able to do that. All right, so that's one of the big big assessments is, is, are we able to do that? If we can't, then something we need to address, right? Something that we need to, to stretch out using a doorway, getting up into this position here where you're getting that stretch, that pulled back will help loosen up some of that front of the arm. If um, you can also take the arm across the body, which will get a little bit of that back of the shoulder to helping that range of motion to, to improve that there, okay? So there's two things for you guys to work on if you find that you're not able to get that rotation uh, and you're having a hard time getting the club up and behind you into that backswing, all right? Next, we're talking mid-back or upper back. <clears throat> we get that rotation, okay? Best way is to take a chair and sit and turn it sideways so you're kind of sitting at an angle so the corner is between your legs. You're gonna cross your legs so that your lower body stays pretty much stable. And then it's nice to have like a stick or you can just cross your arms and you're just gonna turn and you wanna see, do the plane of your shoulders, is it more than the angle that you just created sitting at a side angle of the chair? Okay, that angle of the chair gives us about a 45 degree angle on each side. And so we can test both ways and see if the plane of our shoulders passes that. We want to really get about 60 degrees 
okay? So we want to get past it and have about an extra 10, 15 degrees in order to say, okay, yeah, we don't have restrictions in our in our upper back that is limiting our ability to rotate into the backswing or into the follow-through, okay? So if we want to improve those things, then we're looking at, <clears throat> at doing some laying down on your side, doing what a lot of people call book openers or rib rolls. So you'll, you can grab the rib and you can kind of roll when you're laying on your side, roll into the, try to get your shoulder back, but keeping the knees flat on the ground. So the knees stay down, shoulders roll, and you're getting that twist, just like you were going into the back swing or into your front, uh, into your front swing. Okay, you can work that in that position. Then you can also, <clears throat> what I like to do is actively work that motion. So you can then with a resistance band, usually around the shoulder, and you can have it anchored to something, or you can sometimes work on stepping on it, and you can work that turn back with a little bit of that resistance to get that angled. It's even better if you can get into a hands, uh, hands and knees position, so like a tabletop position, and, and do that same rotation because then you're working against gravity and that resistance. All right, so that's, that's a really good way of increasing the mobility with the rib roll, and then you have the resistance to improve the activation of the, of the muscles that require you to get into that position rather than just stretching it. All right, so two things there for you guys to work on if you're finding that you can't rotate when you're as far as that 60 degrees that we were talking about. So 60 degrees. Um, next, we're talking hips. With the hips, we also want that, about that 60 degrees as well. This one, you're taking a bar and you're going to stick that bar right here on the front of the hips. So broomstick works great. And again, if you are at that corner of, of the chair again, but you're standing, okay? You're gonna put most of your weight on one foot, just having your toe down on the other foot. You're gonna turn both ways and see if you can beat that 45 degree angle by 10 to 15 degrees again, okay? So that's another easy assessment that you can do at home in order to test to see, all right, am I able to get in to my backswing on my trail leg and on my lead leg? That's the important thing. You have to look at both sides in both directions because you need both positions for both legs in order to really get through the backswing and the front swing. <clears throat> That's the assessments that we, we were to do. Um, I didn't tell you about the, the, some exercises for your hips. Great one for your hips is if you're finding some tightness, laying down on your back, crossing a foot over, and, and pull on the knee to the opposite shoulder. So it's like a modified pigeon stretch, or a, and they call it a piriformis stretch because of the piriformis muscle in the, in the buttocks that gets tight, okay? And that can limit some of that rotation ability of, of the hip. The other one I like a lot is a 90-90, is all right? You have one leg, you're sitting down, you have one leg in front and then angle to the, and then you have the other one out to the side and back. It's kind of hard for me to explain without showing, but basically you're making a 90 degree angle with the front leg, and you're making a 90 degree angle with the with the side leg out to the side. Okay? The leg out to the side is getting is getting the stretch in this instance. And you're gonna push the knee down into the ground and you're gonna try to pull it up out from the ground. That way you're you're making that hip rotate into a position. Um, it's a lot harder than it might sound, okay? Because you're putting yourself into an end-range position where you don't have muscles don't work as well. 
and they don't activate as well in those positions. And so you're trying to get the activation in that. That's going to build your ability to control that position. Not only are you going to stretch it, at the same time, you're also gaining control in, the, in that range. So it's kind of a two-fold exercise for strengthening and controlling the hip in those positions. All right, so there's your two exercises to stretch out and loosen up the hip some. All right, next things, talking strength. Number two, we got to assess the strength. We got three things that we really look at. Um, one is lower body strength, and then we got upper body push and upper body pull. All right, because you can only push into the swing as fast as you can slow yourself down with the pull. All right, so we can't we can't get more push than we have pull. We have to have really we're always looking for more pull than we are looking for push. But the, the big thing is a really simple exercise. Half your body weight, you're looking to squat, um, sorry, lunge. You're looking to do a lunge. You just do a split lunge, splitting your feet and going down, up and down eight times for half your body weight. If you can do that, you've got pretty good lower body strength. You're doing pretty good with your ability to, to uh, generate power from your lower body. All right. And when, with the upper body, when we're talking the push and the pull, Using a cable tower, it works great. You can use a resistance band. You just can't monitor the resistance. It's hard to say what weight you got. But we're really looking for being able to push 25 pounds in that one arm. What's great about the cable tower or the resistance band is that you also have to engage your core to create stability because we're looking for that, that rotation as you're pushing and you're pulling. Okay? And so, oh, hey, hey, TJ. Thank you for uh, hopping on and, and checking this out. Um, <clears throat> So we are, uh, if you guys have any questions, please post it down below. I'll try to get to them. I'm trying to keep an eye on the questions. Can't say I'm, I'm terribly good at this. It's still got a lot of things going on. But anyway, so we're talking push and pull for the strengthening measures. Okay. So we talked push about 25% of your body weight. Okay. Is what we're looking for. And for pulling on that cable tower, you want 35% of your body weight. So... <clears throat> So for me, I'm, I'm sitting around 170, okay? And so for me, half my body weight, I'm looking at about 85 pounds. I want to be able to squat up and or lunge up and down eight times. I want to be able to uh, push uh, somewhere in like the 35, 40 pounds. I want to be able to push or pull. Uh, and, and then about 45 pounds for, uh, for the pulling, okay? So those are some, some general guidelines that have been shown to be showing that you have adequate strength. Now, can you have better, more than that? Yeah. Is it going to harm you? No. There's just that risk reward of if you keep continuing getting stronger, what, where is that level? And that's kind of the range that we said recommend for, for you to, to feel like you are, you have the adequate strength. <clears throat> All right. The third thing we're talking about is power. Okay. Power. <clears throat> the power is really just force. How fast can you apply a force? Right, so the shorter amount of time that you can apply the force, the more power you're going to have. So we have that strength, which is the force, and now we're seeing how fast can we apply that force. Okay, so power, we got just a <clears throat> couple things that we look at. One of them, lower body power, like we were just talking about. Okay, so now we just tested to see what's our strength ability. Are we able to go up and down with it, and <clears throat> with that half of the body weight? Now we want to see how explosive up are we. There is a vertical component during the golf swing as, as we're driving the ball. We have this vertical thrust to get that ball farther. 
So we wanna look at what is our ability to, to do that. So we're just doing a vertical jump. Very simple way, take a post-it note, uh, have it in your hand, and you're gonna jump, you're gonna have one post-it note at, on your hand, I'm sorry, standing right next to a wall, you're gonna put it right up against the wall, just about like this, like if I was standing, just putting it right on the wall, and then taking another one, and then from there, hand stands straight up, and you jump straight up, and you tap the wall again. Measure that distance, we'd like to see somewhere in that 18 to 22 inches, okay? So a foot and a half is the, the ideal amount of power generation. If we're not getting that, we need to work a little bit more on our speed generation during, during our lifts. So especially if your lunges are good, then, okay, now let's focus on generating a little bit of power. So decrease weight and add a little bit of that, that jump. You can also practice on just simply jumping as high as you can, right? When power exercises, you're looking at quality, not quantity. So you want to be full out as hard as you can, jumping as high as you can in this instance every single time. So it's not about going out there and doing a bunch of little jumps, right? Trying to fatigue yourself that way. We want to generate a lot of power and it's going to be a small amount. Somewhere in that six to eight range is usually enough if you're really going hard at it. So we looked at lower body power generation. We got to look at upper body. One of the best ones that, that I've seen correlating with the golf swing is a shot put. So you, you stand off to the side and you just rotate and you shot put it to this, it's out there. You want to see about 18 um, feet. The weight of the ball for males is usually about an eight pound ball and for, the, for females is about a four pound ball. That's the ideal range. Um, <clears throat> there are sometimes, you know, bigger person might need a different size ball to make this more, more comparable, but that's what, we, that's what we base it off of. Should be able to generate about a nice push, shot put motion there in order to generate about 18 feet, okay, throwing that ball. So there's a few different things. You have to be able to generate that power. You have to have the right angle, right? But that's what we're looking for. So you want to do that on both sides. So you're going to shot put on both sides, both directions with both arms because you have to be able to push with both sides, all right? Those... Two things are the big power ones that we look at. There's a couple other things that we can look at, but those are the two best ones that correlate with the golf swing, all right, with specifically generating power. So a quick refresher, we talked about mobility, particularly shoulder, being able to rotate that arm up <clears throat> past the angle of the body. We looked at the upper body sitting in a chair, creating that angle of 45 degrees because you're sitting at, a, at, at, a, at an angle, and then you're rotating to making sure you're getting 10 to 15 degrees past that. Get that 60 degrees. Go on the other direction. We want to make sure you can get into the backswing and in that follow through. All right. Then we looked at the hips. You were standing up, putting that bar, doing the same thing along the chair, okay, <clears throat> so that you can see that angle again to see, okay, am I getting past that 45 degrees to get closer to that 60 degrees? And you need to do that on the one leg into the backswing and into the front swing. You want to do it on the trail leg. You want to do it on the lead leg. That way you can see that both of them are going good. Strength. We talked about lunges. All right, you want to be able to do 50% of your lunge, up and down, split lunge, okay? It's not, it's not switching legs, you're just going straight up and down with the legs split. You want to do that on both sides. If one side's weaker than the other, has a harder time doing it, you want to focus an extra set on that side to, and strengthen that, that up. Push and pull. Prefer a cable because you have that, that, that uh, core engagement, all right? 
Bench press is good for building pure, pure strength, pure force, but you're not getting that core engagement, which is very important in the golf swing because the core transmits the power from the lower body up into the, uh, up into the club so that we hit the ball farther. Then we talked um, about power generation. Vertical jump, 18 inches, all right? Shot putting for the upper body, 18 feet, okay? These are measures that have been shown to be what you need in order to improve your game. If you meet all those, then you can continue to progress and improve. If you're limited on any of, any of the things that we just talked about, then there's something for you to do. You just read a quote, um, <clears throat> and it was saying, uh, no, I can't remember who it was from, but anyways, it said, our job is to fill up the buckets that, are f- that aren't full. We want to fill them up. All right, so buckets, whether it's mobility, whether it's strength, whether it's power, any of those things, if it's not full, then we want to get it to that point. And that is is when you're going to start seeing your game improve. You're going to start seeing the ball fly farther. Okay, you're going to see a lot less discomfort in your swing, not having pain in your after playing around. Let's say face it. They say that a third of all golfers have pain after playing around. Okay? That's a physical pain. There's mo- emotional pain involved, I'm sure. You know, 90% of us have emotional pain from, from it. But um, <clears throat> So getting the mobility and the strength improved, we will, we will see that <clears throat> our game will improve. We'll feel better. And that's not only for our game. You'll see in daily life that things will just be easier for you. Hey, Gene, thanks for joining. Hopefully um, you can kind of catch some of the replay. We're wrapping up here. But... We talked about mobility, strength, and power, okay, and what we need to do in order to uh, improve our golf game and just feeling better in our life, okay? So if you guys want a little wrap-up of what I talked about, I can send you something so you can can have that and you can then use that to kind of assess yourselves and assess what you need to work on in your off season so that you can get better for the upcoming season. I know that they're about to release um, <clears throat> some of the 2020 uh, one-day events. So if you guys are into those, playing those tournaments or whatnot, this will get you to that next level where you'll be hitting farther than, the, than everybody else out there and <clears throat> you won't be, you'll be feeling better, you know, ready to go from the first tee box, all right? Again, comment below if you guys, assessment, if you guys want want to follow up on this stuff, feel free to comment any questions that you have. I'd love to get back to you. Love to help you guys out. Um, This is what I, this is what I do uh, to, to get you guys the information that's going to help you play better so that you guys can play longer, play more, and you can play better. All right. So thank you again for, for coming out here. Floyd, I'm just wrapping up, dude, but thank you for joining. Catch the replay after I post this. It should be on there in just a second. And comment assessment if you want a little uh, handout to, to, to get what, what, what we talked about today. All right? Have a good one, guys. Hey, guys. If you enjoyed this content, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes so that we can get this in front of more people. Thank you. Do you want to take your fitness to the next level? Join our Golf Fitness Tips Facebook group to learn more about how you can improve your fitness and improve your golf game by upping your potential through mobility, strengthening, and wellness tips. Again, 
Our Facebook group is Golf Fitness Tips. We'll see you there. Have a good one.